another day, another FPL pod. Jack, how are we doing? Busy football schedule. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, Joshua. Yeah, really good. Just getting my bearings, really, after the crazy midweek madness. Um, and yeah, not enjoying it, to be honest, Josh. Cool. I'm not enjoying all these the uncertainty. I don't live well with uncertainty. Makes me very anxious. Uh, this time of year, I tend to be boozing a bit more as well. So that's probably compounding the anxiety. But yeah, not enjoying the COVID sweeping through again and messing with our beloved FPL fixtures, man. Yeah, not happy. How are you doing? Yeah, you, you basically like summed up exactly my thoughts as well. You know, Boozing. Christmas plus booze plus FPL plus COVID equals heightened yeah. anxiety and uh, just not fun in FPL terms. So we're but, both miserable. Good. Yeah, that's just, I think that sums up. No, nah. yeah. <laughs> it could week. be worse. It could be worse. Mm. Um, so I guess what we should say is we're not going to follow the typical format today to all the listeners. So we're going to change it up. Part of the reason is that madness that you mentioned fixtures are coming thick and fast. So we're just going to review game week 17, you know, what happened, which players did well up from our own teams. Then we're going to discuss this absolute shit show, should I call it of game week 18 so far. Who's which teams are playing, which teams aren't playing. Of the teams that are playing at the moment, which players we like the look of, and just generally how to navigate it. And then we're going to just, you know, talk about our transfers and plans and captaincy for game week 18. So really not too much to discuss. Sure, yeah. I view this as like an emergency meeting pod, <laughs> really. Because, you know, it's the thick and fast game weeks anyway. And this is an unprecedented sort of last minute crazy cancellation but the game week's still happening as far as we know time isn't it i don't really remember it ever being like this you either knew the games were off or the game week was off before or with a blank game week you've seen it coming weeks in advance haven't you so this is a we've got a day to plan with potentially more cancellations coming so yeah so we should talk through that and what we think people should do yeah, Defcon so, yeah. three this is like the fpl cobra meeting yeah. this is just it is yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, we are not well, the, we're not the people that should be no, at this meeting. No, no, no. We're <laughs> just shuffling papers in the corner, like do our best. <laughs> yeah, just imposter syndrome sitting there, like. Yeah, I got a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect. Well, you know, we've talked about how qualified we are, but let's just do it. Let's jump in, Jack. Game yeah. week seventeen. Mm-hmm. How did you get on? Got on all right in the end. Yeah, after it was looking when that Watford game got cancelled. I had the Dennis and King up top and I was just like, you know what? Forget this. And that was after the City 7 0 and with me just with Bernardo Silva sitting there with one point. So it was the worst possible start to a game week. And then, um, but he ended on 58 points. So I got better, got a lot better. The uh, the Tommy Arsu who I brought in and Connor Cody at the back end, the eight points each was, was nice. And then Liverpool just doing what they do. I swear, whenever they play late in a game week, they just come in and save the day with the the wonderful trio, each getting a goal, Jota, Salah and Trent. So, yeah, ended on 58, green arrow, pretty pleased um, in what was looking like a bit of a disastrous week for me. So, yeah, up into the 800,000s now, so gradually climbing. So I'm pretty pleased with that, man. Yeah, how about you? How'd you get on? 
Yeah, congratulations as well. You're, I can see your game, your overall rank is just, Thanks so just much. moving in one direction. Good green arrows. I like, Greens. That's what I like to see. The key, Josh, is I find just have a disastrous start and then it's easy <laughs> to get green arrows later on. There you go. That's Do like too well at the start. Here. Green arrows are going to be harder. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but how did you go on? Uh, well, 59, so oh. only one measly point more you than pipped you. Me. But I'll you take pipped. it. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it is a green arrow for me as well sat around you know three hundred and thirty thousand, roughly Decent. um overall so kind of just stuck in this the roundabout there overall rank a little bit up and down the last few weeks so um yeah kind of the same story as you really had had some big points come in later in the week which was good so James and then the Liverpool trifecta that you mentioned as well, who we both own. Mm -hmm. And then apart from that, it was only kind of, you know, Ramsdale for me. And then Diaz early on with the clean, but he got dragged off as well, like Bernardo. Um, but with enough minutes to get his clean sheet points, which was amazing. Thanks, Pep. But yeah, apart from that, yeah, some obviously blanks for Gallagher, Rafinha, saved off the bench by a few more points from Douglas Luiz, etc. So um mixed but there's a lot of players out there that got screwed over didn't they managers that got screwed over by the game so green arrow cannot complain exactly green arrow in a week like that you can't complain at all can you man it's um yeah when that first when they started getting cancelled it was uh it was i was fearing the worst for this game week and the one upcoming as well so yeah yeah if you did have a bad week my heart goes out to you my heart goes out to you because uh, it probably wasn't your fault, really. Not your fault. Give it. And yeah, that's a bit of a. I think that's a bit of a theme of the pod today, and it like it's not the first thing I'd say about all the cancellations is like don't try not to let it get you down. If you've just not, if you've been absolutely screwed by them, I mean, you should try not to let it get you down anyway. If you've made a bad decision and it hasn't paid off, or you've made a gamble and it hasn't paid off, getting too upset about it is a bad bad thing to do anyway but especially if it's a cancellation last minute cancellation like just accept it's fully out of your control there's nothing you could have done and kind of take solace in that fact and that it's just a pointless game we all play for no reason other than to distract us from our boring lives really so that's my i thought we were, thought we were trying to make it more spoiler. positive <laughs> <laughs> i kind of think that is positive though in a way because it's like you know, focus on what you can control. You can't control a COVID cancellation. So don't try and worry about how you could have done it differently because you just weren't going to know. Um, yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it now. Exactly. It's, and we've yeah. still got footy, you know, last year, well, last season we didn't. At the moment. So, yeah, actually, you probably moment. say that right now. By the time <laughs> we put this out. All games are. Ga <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, Great. So that's, you know, game week 17, you said yeah. good message. I think you said there, you know, yeah. don't get too invested in it, um, but be invested enough to do well in your mini league. That's what we're saying. And listen to this podcast content continuously. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, but game week 18, we're going to try and unpick the mess, Jack. So 10 mm. teams are missing out from what I've seen the reporting. Correct me if you see heard anything new. I'm going to just go through alphabetically. So nice. no Brentford, no Brighton, no Palace, Crystal Palace, no Everton, no Leicester, no Manchester United, no Norwich, no Southampton, no Watford, and no West Ham. 
Mm. That's a lot of FPL assets not playing. It is, isn't it? It's a lot of players that are in our team. So, like, yeah, with the Watford double up up top, there's definitely some Brentford and Buemos and Tony still kicking around. People have started to invest in Leicester. That's them out the window. Our boy Livramento's out the window. West Ham, Bowen was a hot one. A lot of Antonio's still kicking around. Man United, if you're like me, you've held on to Ronaldo. It's another cancellation. And Brighton, a lot of the, the, says the Sanchez steel double ups that are just sitting there looking like mugs. Um, and they've been, yeah, because they've been mugged off with the cancellation. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of popular assets affected. Um, how many are you looking at? How many currently before any changes, Josh? How many can you field? So I think it's going to be nine. Mm-hmm. But I've got one sub, so obviously looking to then make that 10. As in one and transfer, sorry, you've got... One, sorry, one transfer, yeah. yeah. And then that will should be hopefully 10 playing playing outfield players. Um, and sorry, and including the keeper total. So I'll be just one short of that full squad. Um but then obviously you, you come into the fact that there may be some rotation as well uh, and you're just going to have to just face that, obviously, aren't you? But um, what about mm. you? How are you looking? Yeah, so I'm on eight. Uh, I've got eight playing players with um, with one free transfer. So that would take me up to nine, um, which isn't great. But I guess, so I guess we could start talking about now what the everyone's going to be in a slightly different position, aren't they? So... I think the first, maybe the first thing we should address is what's the threshold and is there a threshold to warrant playing your free hit? Because I've seen a lot of talk about a free hit out there. So for you, Josh, is the free hit viable this week? And if so, what threshold of players playing do you think you should play it or shouldn't play it, if you see what I mean? So if you've got eight players, should you play it seven, six, is there a moment? What's your, what are your general thoughts on it? Firstly, I should say, you know, I'm quite a play it safe manager. You know this. I know this. Probably people watching the pod know this. Um, so I like boring. a bit of certainty. Boring. I am you are boring. boring. <laughs> but I like some certainty. A lot of feedback saying that. Lot of, yeah, a lot of I feedback. have. Yeah. Could you please stop emailing in saying <laughs> I'm boring now? We've got enough. We've got enough emails. <laughs> um, but basically, I like a bit of certainty when I'm playing my chips. Um, we, you, you can never have that, but I'd like more than, you know, that we have this week, for example. I mean, Pep, for example, with his conference, his conference was cancelled because he had a um, a non-confirmed result on a test. I mean, what does that even mean? He himself had that, did he? Yeah, yeah, he himself. So... I mean, the, we may still get further twists in the tail of this game week. Mm. And I know what we're saying is we can wait right up to the deadline. And at that point, you're probably going to have a lot more certainty. But the, the fact is, is you probably only have a high degree of certainty for the games for that day on the Saturday. <laughs> um, you know, anything past then could still drop and change, potentially. So from my perspective, I'll be not looking to use a chip um, if I have, you know, anything up to probably and including maybe six players. So six is your limit. So if you're six and under, you think it's free hit time, do you? If yeah. you know you're under six, like you're guaranteed under. Yeah. And that why sounds... Si- why six? What is that just plucked out of the air? Or is it... A... Kind of plucked out of the air. And I think is it's it's over half. It's over half. And I think 
you should have a transfer, obviously, you should have one. So you can use that and then you can potentially take a minus four hit if you want. Well, that's the next, I think that's the next thing to deal with after we conclude the free hit chat is, is it worth taking a hit or two or three or none or, or whatever, isn't it? So that's the alternative. Um, but with the free hit stuff, I think you're right really in that it's, you normally free hit when you know the blanks and you, they're set in stone because the worst thing that could happen is if you free hit and then all of Sunday's games are cancelled after Saturday's or even Saturday's are, but you've already pulled that trigger and then you're not getting that free hit back for the inevitable blank game weeks that, that happen next year, are you? Um, but I think you're right. I think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of the threshold being about five or six players because at that point, you are, you'll really struggle this week if the fixtures go ahead against people like you who have 10 or 11 players. Um, so I think you're right. Wait to the deadline. And if, or if it's looking like, yeah, if you've only got the six, I mean, if, if, if more get canceled before the deadline, would you play the free hit? Say like two games are on, say something crazy like that. Say only Saturday's games are on. And what's on the Saturday is a three, maybe. Yeah, so say Villa Burnley leads Arsenal is the game week. Mm-hmm. Are you free hitting then? Well, so you can only have because you can only. I'm assuming they'll still apply the rule that you only can only have three players, you know, from each team. So what's that? Six. So, yes, yeah, so you could. You could field a full team with one sub. I mean, imagine if they were just two nil-nil draws for example um it's tough and it? but then i think by free hitting you could really get an edge on people that have either used the free hit already or don't bother like you could get true and, and good points and the question is by how much isn't it because you know if you if you've used your free hit and you've ended up getting and there's a lot of blanks for example and you end up for blanks for the, the high highly coveted players and you end up beating them by 10 or 15 points you know is that worth using your your chip yeah, at this I'm point sure. for something that you know if you have that information before the deadline then yeah that's great but that was going to be my next second part of the question i was going to ask you is you know which even if it's not just the saturday games which assets and which fixtures you targeting because you've got the city game against newcastle pep roulette then comes into play afterwards uh, like who you may pick a player there that you're like great i've got them my free hit they don't start. Cheers. Um, and so, and the other one is the Arsenal game, that like Arsenal against Leeds. Obviously, that looks pretty tasty. And you're probably a bit more nailed on with assets there. But yeah, there, it's not like it's suddenly that this there's this fixture and you want that one asset for sure that you may not have. Mm. Yeah, so, you've probably got all the Liverpool ones already, haven't you? And yeah, yeah, it's tricky. I yeah. So I mean, so with the free hit, then we're basically saying if you're, if the fixtures go ahead and you've got less than six, six or less players, maybe after a free transfer, then consider that free hit. It's probably where we're both settling on with the free hit debate. If not, then just roll with it with seven or eight players. Yeah, and it comes uh, down to like captainable assets and stuff as well, isn't it? Because if you're sat on six players that just look like duds, then you're like, this well, is not going to be great. Then yeah, um, 
but I think we're both in kind of an agreement. We sounds like you said a similar number to me, and if it stays as it is now, that I wouldn't be inclined to use the chip. Yeah, I I concur with that. I think so. Free hit aside, then say you haven't taken your free hit, but you've got seven or eight starting players like me. Would you? Would you burn four to bring in a playing player? Or would you burn eight? Or would you? How would you approach transfers and hits? I also don't like to take hits. You know this as well. So. If I could get to, in my, in my situation, obviously, I don't feel like I necessarily need to take a minus four. Um, there are two transfers. Don't care about this. you. Don't care about you and this listed <laughs> Mr. Tim player, man. Damn it. Can I just hold that you. mirror up to myself? <laughs> <laughs> just talk to myself. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is if you if you have that low low number of players that you pointed out before, like if you've got six, are you going to take that one hit to get up to eight, basically, is what you're asking? Yeah, or, or even nine, minus or eight. Even, or even and nine. I, and I guess what it says, as long as those were players that you were interested in for the long term anyway, and that's the hit, like the hit approach that I think we always try to recommend, isn't it? Is you're very unlikely to get your point return on the hit for one week. But are you looking to get it? You know, you should be looking to get that return made up and plus more over, you know, yeah. kind of three game weeks. So don't do it just to bring in players for this week, for sure, no. But if you've got someone that you're looking at, like for me, I like the look of Watkins and Lacazette and Mount. Well, yeah. And we'll get through to the assets that we really like for this weekend at the moment. But um, those three, like, then potentially, yes, obviously I've got one free transfer, I bring one of them in, but I could also burn forward to bring another one in who's playing this week and who's someone who I wanted anyway. So... Me personally, I don't like hits, so I'll be on the fence about using it and probably have to make a decision later on if there's any changes. But that's the recommendation I give to anyone else. Mm. Yeah, I'd be a bit more pro the hits this week ah. because I like that, and people sometimes say it, it's when if you're hitting to bring in a player where you would have got zero, you're, you know you're going to get zero points from that position if you don't have a playing player so really it's kind of like a minus two more than a minus four because you're going to get the two points for the player you bring in for sure but pretty much 99% sure you'll get the two points in so that player just then has to do something to to justify the hit because you would have got zero points anyway for that position before so like you were saying if it's for take my position I've got four defenders and four midfielders starting. I've got Ronaldo and Dennis up top who aren't going to play. So taking, subbing those two out for Watkins and Lacazette for a minus four, I think that's a good move because I'll get two playing players instead of two non-playing players. And they're quite attacking. They're players I would expect to get me points rather than if it was two defenders who weren't playing and I subbed in two defenders for not two 4.5s for two more 4.5s, to be honest. I don't think that probably is worth a hit because a clean's probably unlikely from a 4.5. But for an, an aggressive move for aggressive players like that, I think probably is worth a minus four um, to, to and, bring me up to the 11. And they're both players that you're interested in long term anyway. 
and two players that I'm looking to get out. Dennis with Afcon, I'll have to move him out anyway. Ronaldo, tricky. Held him on because I'd hope this weekend was go- was there, but it isn't, and he's very expensive. So I'd probably rather spread those funds anyway. So yeah, I'm comfortable with that hit. If you're if you've got six players playing and you don't want to use your free hit, I, it's the more hits you take, the less feasible it becomes, doesn't it? In one week, you don't want someone to take a minus sixteen to build a team of playing players. Um, or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you do. Why is a minus 16 worse than a minus four if you're filling in spots? Don't know. Oh, yeah. And I guess it's hard to give general advice, isn't it? Because we don't know what people's, what situation they're in with their teams. Like if you're doing a minus 16, then you're basically rebuilding your team. And that's fine if you were not happy with your team as it stands now. Mm. Um the other thing I was saying about was going to say about Dennis as well is AFCON is in doubt as it stands. Well, so, true. So, I mean, there's just more uncertainty around the planning for that as well. So, yeah, I think we just have to go with the assumption that that may, you know, that may not happen, but it shouldn't come into your thinking at this point unless you've got hella mm. AFCON players included in your squad. Well, yeah, yeah. The only other thing I'd add to kind of go against my point about the minus four to plus two thing is I saw quite a good breakdown of why it's not good to take a minus four for a goalkeeper if your goalie isn't playing. And this kind of like blew my, not blow my mind, but it made me look at it differently as in, let me see if I can get this right. So say you've got a goalie who's not playing. So that's naught points, zero points. You take a minus four to bring in a playing goalie. So you get the two points. So that goalie basically has to keep a clean sheet for you to net gain two points on your whole team because that will bring him up to six. Whereas you've spent the minus four, so your only gain is two points in the best possible scenario. And the chances of a clean are pretty are not the most... It's less likely that a keeper will get a clean than not. So you're playing that gamble just to, on the chance you get net gain of two points so I thought that was quite an interesting way of, of looking at that. Whereas, and the keep you've got now is probably the one you wanted because you've got, that's why you've got them. But so is the keeper you're bringing in for the minus four someone you'd rather have going forward than your current non-playing keeper? And that may be the case, like Ramsdale probably is a better option than Sanchez going forward. And players that made that move last week, it did pay off because Ramsdale did get a haul. But in general, I think the, the more defensive a player, the less feasible and worth the risk a, a minus four is, I would say. That makes sense? Yeah. And it makes complete sense. L- less avenues for them to get points. Yeah, exactly. Like, and also the only other avenue outside of a clean, which you said is, is rare, potentially, is... Saves and bonus. And saves are linked to vulnerability of the clean sheets, isn't it? Yeah, like if they're exactly. making loads of saves, then it's because they're under the cosh. So totally, it's you're quite lucky if you know a keeper comes back with six saves, getting you you know like two save points, and gets a clean because you know they've very been up very against rare. it. Very rare. Um, and Ramsdale has done it this season, Will. So maybe he's a bit of an exception. But yeah, like a goalie can only keep one clean sheet per game. A striker can score two, three, four goals a game if they if they have a good one. So it makes them makes them more worthy of the the minus four, I think. Um 
sound logic. I like it. Yeah, there we are. Uh, so, yeah, I think we've covered the free hit and minus. Do we take hits question there pretty much? Mm-hmm. Um, who are the players, Josh, if you're playing the free hit or you're looking to take hits and bring players in? Who, who have you, you've mentioned a couple already. Who have you got your eye on, not only for this week, but also in the, the forthcoming recent weeks coming up? Me personally, I mean, I've mentioned the ones that I like the look of. So Mount is pretty much probably top of the list. But for me personally, my team, all three of my strikers aren't playing. (laughs) So I really need to replace a striking spot, like a forward spot, basically. Mm -hmm. So in terms of forwards, Lacazette and Watkins are the ones that that are interesting me. So um, and between the two... I probably don't see that much. Like Lacazette, I've maybe watched more minutes of Arsenal games in the last, you know, when he's played and he does pass the eye test because he's, I think he's played really well. Aubameyang, you know, Arteta said he's not available for this week as well because of the, I assume the ongoing disciplinary stuff with the stripping of the captaincy. So Lacazette's nailed, but I mean, Mm -hmm. Watkins is nailed as well. So there isn't much comparison. So really not much between those two, but outside of that, I mean, I, I can see you've commented in our planning for this as well this week. We've got the, you know, the typical Foden, who we discussed recently. De Bruyne is back. Smith Rowe has somehow done it again um, with his goals. He's just still returning. So, mm. you know, those those people that we've talked about already, but now, you know, they're in teams for this week that have a fixture. So, um, but anyone else taking your eye? I know I've mentioned all of the ones from our list, so... Yeah, no, like you said, striker-wise, I think most people will be will be looking for the strikers. So, so yeah, I think Lacazette and Watkins are the standouts. Um, just bring up these notes, see if I've got anybody. Um, so yeah, those are the two strikers I'd be I'd be looking at. I'm just thinking if there's any other strikers, we should maybe. I mean, Kane will be back if you've got a. That's a very risky one. If you've um, if you think the Spurs Liverpool game is going to go ahead, one and you've got a Ronaldo to move on. You could go laterally to Kane, but they're playing Liverpool. So maybe not the best move there. Um, Lukaku, we know is out still with COVID. I believe so. Yeah. But we'd have to wait for confirmation on that. And, um, and is Jimenez still suspended or because it was two yellows? Is that the game that's just gone, the one he missed and now he's back? Not sure about his suspension. We need to double check no, that. I think he's back now. But again, they're playing Chelsea, so so not great. Man City, we know Callum Wilson's playing Man City, so forget that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, striker-wise, it's Lacazette and Watkins are your, for this week your best bet, as you say, Josh. But in terms of other positions, you've got your... We obviously saw the Man City 7-0 demolition. Bernardo Silva was the, the man in... In everyone's teams got taken off at half time. One pointer, Grealish, Foden, Mares, De Bruyne, all coming up with the goods. Josh, what what do you think of the Man City situation? It's the same as it has been and probably will always be. Like whoever starts will get points for them. You know, generally speaking, and I'm not saying every game, but across you know three or five games, if the asset that you have starts, they'll probably pick up points because in City's team, they're that good and they spread their goals and assists across everyone in midfield in the front line. 
mm. um, which is frustrating. But like Sterling was benched, so and he's been lightning recently. So I think it's the case that yeah, we can talk about who was great in that one game, but we know what will happen, especially in you know the tight fixture run that's coming up. The ones that took my eye were Foden looked great, and obviously De Bruyne was amazing as as we know he can be. Um, but they've just got so many options up top. So Foden would be the one I'd be interested in. But if I'm honest, Mount is a better asset, I think. He's more nailed. So yeah. what about you? Does anyone is anyone enticing you from that city front line? Uh, I mean, maybe with when if Afghan goes ahead uh and we're forced to get the the Salas and Jarts and Mane's out. De Bruyne would be, I still think De Bruyne is the golden boy and that if he's super fit, he's the first name on the sheet. Um, and yeah, it was, a, it was a, a De Bruyne of old performance. And if he he does start getting regular starts, he would be one I look at. Um, but yeah, Foden, Grealish, Mares, now Bernardo Silva, Sterling. I just think they're just, they're each other's worst enemies in that they're going to just keep rotating between each other, no matter how well they play. So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm a bit nervy having Bernardo Silva now. I think we might have seen his golden patch, and uh, and he might go back into the rotation. And and the other thing is, if with De Bruyne on, does he play a bit deeper anyway? So yeah, I've, I'm a bit bit questionable over those. Um, but yeah, you mentioned other different midfielders, Mason Mount. The only thing I'd say about Mount is their fixtures now are pretty awful, I believe, after Wolves. So it's. Villa, impossible game for them. <laughs> right. Uh, have I made that up, actually? Well, Brighton, Liverpool, uh, Man City. Yeah, this is the one I saw, Man City Spurs. So it's one of the worst fixture spells for them now. But Mount is good, and they but they haven't looked that great, have they? The draw against Everton, without Kante in there, I think they don't, they're just not as good, personally. No, but what I would say is still... St- certain assets shined so mount was great mm. reese james was great yeah true and what we've seen we've from the sample that we've got from the season now is liverpool chelsea city both from an attacking and a defensive perspective in terms of those assets from those parts of the pitch all the stats say that they're gonna be the top performers you know week in week out really so you've got to have at least one or maybe two in those situations from each of those teams. You know, we go with Liverpool because we know that their assets are so nailed, they're less rotated. You're more rotated with City and Chelsea, but I still don't think that's a reason why you don't need to have a a piece of the pie. So I've got Reese James now. I want Mount, basically. Um, You're going to go for him? Yeah, I've got Diaz and Cancelo. So I think the plan for me is to make sure I've got two, at least two from each of those three teams, if not no, two to three. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. Are the, are the only other two players we mentioned with the Arsenal boys, so Smith Rowe, who you have mentioned, and Odegaard. You, I, I, I'm still not sold on Odegaard as an asset. You know, those midfield slots are valuable, in my opinion. I don't think he's good enough to, to get in there. No, we, we mentioned him last week in terms of a option as differential. But despite looking like a good technical player, in terms of FPL, 
his output doesn't look like it's anywhere near as good as probably everyone around him, like Lacazette, yeah. Martin, Martinelli even, um, and then Saka and Smithrow all look better in him in yeah. terms of output. Agree, man. Agree. Um, I mean, we've yeah, those are the kind of big team, the big team players at so Arsenal, City, Chelsea, really. Liverpool, we don't need to mention, do we? We all know who the good assets are there. Uh, but in terms of the, the lesser teams, so I mean, Villa playing Burnley, Villa looking pretty good. Apart from Watkins, anybody tickle your fancy on them? I said it before, I'll say it again. John McGinn. Super right? John McGinn. Like he, from the highlights that I saw, and again, correct me if these were the only shining lights from that game that he, those moments, um, had a good shots from distance as always, so that you'd expect from him putting key passes in and crosses again. Um, yeah, like I think he had a almost assist from a, a great Watkins shot that was saved low as well. He is in the mix, um, but mm. the worry is that can he do that week in, week out because he's playing deeper? That was your comment. So I, I take that on Yeah, board. he is looking, he is becoming more and more advanced. But um, the one I'd, I'd look at more is Jacob Ramsey, actually. Um, and not just because he scored, but after the game, Gerard said some good stuff about him, said that at age 20, he was sort of more advanced than Gerard was at that age. Jacob Ramsey himself has come out and said he wants to score goals from midfield like the gaffer did. Those kind of good, good kind of comments you want to hear. Um, and just being so cheap, he's he's someone you could bench and not worry about it too much. With McGinn, I think you're, you're getting into that, oh, I kind of want to start someone at that price. Um, but yeah, that'd be all I'd say there. And I'd say the defence is looking better and better now. Martinez is back to his form of last season. And the fullbacks, Matty Cash looking um looking pretty good as well. So yeah, maybe Villa, maybe Villa want to uh want to look at. The uh the others Leeds, Newcastle, Wolves, I'm just not excited by. And Spurs are just an unknown entity by this point, aren't they? It's been years since we've seen them play. <clears throat> Who? Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I know what you mean. I think um, out of those, Wolves maybe were the only one that would potentially interest. They're, they're a stubborn team, aren't they? They've kind of gained some of their defensive stubbornness back, but their what should be their exciting assets have not done anything in a while. Like we've, they've just got the kind of boring, you know, defensive assets that keep ticking over. I know you've got Cody, right? So, and, you know, good returns recently, relatively good returns. So that may be as good as any other kind of um, mid-table mid team in terms of their defensive points. So maybe they're worth a look. Um, but I feel like we're kind of clutching at straws when you're in this situation when you're talking about Wolves' assets. Yeah, we are a bit. Yeah, I just felt bad for them. They're there. Their icon is there <laughs> in the fixtures. So let's talk about them. Um, but no, the Wolves are just kind of classic, classic Wolves, aren't they? Cody did did the job for me. To be fair, four point five, Cody's good. Um, Bring him in. But yeah, good. Um, was that it, Josh? For this for this week's upcoming stuff. I mean, what more can I think, you say? I think it is. It's another quick turnaround. Uh, we don't want to really focus on anything apart from um, who to have in your team because that's top of everyone's list isn't it so we've discussed mm. the strategy everyone the situation is new, unique 
So, you know, apply this as needed. Um, But there's no point getting into, you know, underlying stats and all that kind of stuff because everyone's on the back foot. I think we're all in the same boat this week. We are, man. Yeah, we are. I mean, all I'd say is keep your ear to the ground. Keep that ear to the... get Stay on whichever one you like, Reddit or Twitter or whatever, just to keep abreast of the ongoing. Because, I mean, a couple of days ago, it was like every every hour there was a new update about new cases, a cancellation, a manager saying they hate this all and want it all to stop. Like, you've got to keep... Um, keep your ear to the ground yeah what do you think josh just as a hunch what do you think will happen do you think they'll carry on with them do you think they'll have a break I think, the games and I think it's tough isn't it all depends upon i think what the government come out with in, in terms of actual hardline guidance because i mean the guidance is a bit waffly at the moment isn't it if, uh, do you really need what need to go to a stadium it's like but you can still go. So at That's the moment, it, obviously, the, F- the FA have got to make the decision, the Premier League will make the decision to keep going. And um, it will probably be a lot of down to like local things, isn't it? Outbreaks in certain cities that will affect mm. fixtures. So, um, but from our perspective, you've already said it, we, you can't keep your eye on like everything as a whole. So just wait for the, you know, the subreddit information or the Twitter information and don't pull a trigger early on any night like, transfers or anything. Um, hold fire for as last last minute as possible. I think yeah, I think more time more so than ever. That is that's golden advice. When's the deadline? Is it? Oh, it's not till half one on, on the Saturday. So yeah, stay. If you get bored tonight, just put on a film or something. Don't <laughs> don't yeah. don't scratch those trigger fingers. Yeah, tomorrow have your um, lunch. You know, enjoy yeah. your lunch and then get FBL open. Yeah, scour all the news in outlets. Yeah, the only thing I would say is it did go down, didn't it? The site went down like just before the deadline last time. Give it half an hour. People just went for it. So yeah, give it an hour, hour before the deadline. Start making moves. Um, that's that's my advice. Lovely. So uh, we've done transfers. The only last thing I was going to ask Jack is who you captain him. Captain. Oh yeah, we've done our transfers, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, I'm still. Do you know what? I think it'll oh. still be, yeah, it's going to still be Mo. It'll still okay. be Mo. I'm not like expecting a mad haul from him though against Conte Spurs now, who've like obviously been training. A few of them have had COVID, of course, but I feel like Conte would have drilled his Italian defensiveness into them a bit more now. Um, but I can't look, I'm like, I don't love the other picks. I don't love the Lacazette Watkins options enough to, for, to go against Salah really this week. Bernardo Silva, I don't even know who's going to play. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't enough love someone else to go against Salah this week. If it was a full set of fixtures, it might be a difficult decision. But, yeah, Salah, how about you? Yeah, same. Uh, On-form player, top goal-scoring player in the top goal-scoring team. Just Mm. back him, isn't it? Um, One thing we didn't mention, actually, sorry. No, go, go, go. Yeah, Was the potential... Effect, effect that COVID has on the team lineups. So, you know, Van Dijk and Fabinho didn't play for Liverpool mm. and how that, it didn't really obviously affect them against Newcastle with the terms of the result, but, you know, for other teams having players that are isolated or not being able to train or whatever could affect, you know, their ability yeah. to yeah. get a result. Like what you think is a strong team or team that may put up a fight, they may not be that team anymore. Unless you have concrete news, though, like Son, say, 
And I'm not yeah. even sure we know about Son at the moment. Do we? He had it a while. He had it like a week ago. Does that mean he can't play? Do we know? Not concrete again. No. I mean, Van Dyke. We did. It did sort of leak, didn't it, before the game that he had it. Um, but yeah, unless you know, it's really hard, isn't it? You can't say with any real certainty how bad it'll affect a team. One player being out. And on top of that, you don't really know the players because they're not releasing the names typically. So, yeah, it's tough. It is tricky. But Yeah, exactly. I mean, the one yeah. I was thinking of is, as you said, the Sun-Kane connection. So you know that obviously well, if Sun's not playing, then that's going to impact Kane's... Yeah, he'll go from scoring zero goals to zero goals. Zero goals. <laughs> going to massively impact him. Uh yeah, the only thing, just one thing on the Liverpool captaincy though is like I did see. I think Trent has outscored Salah something like six out of the last eight game weeks or something, and it's just like, should we be looking at Trent as a viable captaincy? I mean, his returns are incredible, but I still think that his ceiling is lower. You know, he scored a goal like a screamer. It, yeah, absolute screamer. I mean, the XG on that must have been incredibly low from yeah. where he picked it up from. Lovely um, him. But yeah. And if it wasn't for that, you know, he wasn't going to get... He was blanking, he was, wasn't he? He was blanking because the he clean was. sheet was gone. So, And that's, yeah, that's Liverpool true. against Newcastle. So I think still... And Salah missed away. a couple of sitters, didn't he, as well? Unlike yeah. him. Yeah, um, so his, his points were high and he underperformed. Yeah. And a game like Newcastle... Uh, yeah. Oh no, they've got sorry, they had Newcastle, they Spurs this week. So yeah, Spurs more likely to score than Newcastle and Trent sort of um oh we don't know. I don't know what my point was there. Let's move on. <laughs> They're a more uh, difficult team to play, therefore sure. the clean sheet. Clean sheet sure. potential is less. I was sure. with you. I was yeah, with you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And uh <laughs> and yeah, just the, the Man City, I mean Man City are playing Newcastle, it's just, just we don't know who the hell's gonna gonna shine for them. It's just a fucking lottery with them in it. Yeah. Um, if but if that fixture was the week just gone, and but the rest were the same now, I probably would have kept in Bernardo Silva if Liverpool had Spurs and City had Newcastle. Uh, but that game week hadn't just happened. You know what I mean? Now the doubts in your head because now that doubt is half time. Yeah, yeah. We don't even know if we'll play this game, do we? So Pepe yeah, there we go. All right. Good. Lovely. Nice and quick, that one. Nice and quick. Um, nothing more to say. Just obviously like and subscribe. Please, the classic. please do. Sub Check up. out TikTok as well. And email us another FPL pod at gmail.com. No, podcast it is at gmail.com. And yeah. uh, we will reply. Oh, we will. Oh, we we will, will reply. You'll get your response, my friend. <laughs> Uh, good alright Josh thanks a lot thank you and uh, speak to you next week may your arrows be green may your arrows be green there it is <laughs>